Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning, and today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which means, of course, from seed to cup, there are no middlemen. Please go check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton. Ask for Harry or the brains of the outfit, Leticia, and please tell them that Stone sent you. This is going to be a fun episode, gang. Here in a little while, we're going to catch back up with Managing Director over at Woodstock Arts, Brian Gamble. But first up on Cherokee Business Radio this morning, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Executive Director with Path to Shine, Marie Davis. How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here, Stone. What a delight to have you in the studio. Uh, let's start by kind of getting our arms around mission, purpose. What is this organization out there trying to do for folks? Well, um, Path to Shine's been around for 11 years. And our mission has always been to inspire children to achieve hopeful dreams through mentoring in an after-school environment. So mentoring, I've heard a great deal about mentoring, even read a few books on it from the uh, business world, you know, the, the corporate mm-hmm. world. Tell me a little bit about the dynamics of mentoring in, in, in this arena. Is, is it different? Are there some parallels? Mentoring, um, I like to think of it as anyone in your life who supports you in any kind of way. And when I'm doing a training for mentors, I always ask them to close their eyes and think of the very first person they can remember that inspired them. That's what a mentor is. So it can be anybody in your life. You may not even know them. But the best model is, of course, one-to-one, where someone can really get into your life and know you and understand what your needs are and be the person that, you know, they would have wanted you to be when they were a kid or an adult in a work environment. So did you have mentors as a young person, as a a younger person? As a younger person. (laughs) Boom, foot out of mouth. (laughs) As a younger person and or uh, in your career, have you had some experience being a, what do you call the other one, mentee? Uh, Mentee. (laughs) Okay. Sure, and we didn't call it that, although that term's been around for um, a million years. And... um, If you think about it, I had many. I had a mom. I had a dad. I had Sunday school teachers. I had a wonderful, wonderful history teacher in high school. I look back and think of all the people who helped me, inspired me. I wish I'd listened to them. But one of the really important things about mentors is you can teach a child to go look for a mentor. For instance, um, you know, I need different things now in my life than I needed years ago. I went and sought my own mentor for mentoring. Sounds kind of silly, but you need to know what you're doing. Uh, anybody can do it, but it really helps if you're you know, starting a program or running a program to connect with people who can help you be the best you can be. So that's one of my uh, training tips for anyone that wants to help somebody. Teach them what it's like to go search out a mentor who can help them with whatever that is. All right, so let's go down that path a little bit because I have been so blessed 
to have an opportunity to to be in and around studied under the wing of some people uh, who just had a tremendous impact on me. I got to say, I didn't find them or I, or I accidentally found them or I tripped over them, but it sounds like there can be some, some methodology, some discipline, some rigor, some steps to, okay, if you want to go get a mentor, go you know, do, do these three things, don't do these three things. Share a couple of ideas about how can mm-hmm. we go about getting one. Okay, well, in the adult world, I would highly suggest that you do what I did last week, how I met you, which was go join uh, a networking group the Woodstock Business Association, or go to the uh, Cherokee Chamber, not to give them a plug. I'm just giving you ideas. I'll send them an invoice in a little bit. (laughs) But definitely put yourself in an arena where you're looking, and and that's one thing that I did um, in my previous life in Hall County. I worked with all the school systems, and instead of just saying, connecting someone with someone else i looked for the kids who needed help with reading the kids who needed help uh deciding whether they were going to be in the business arena or if they were going to go to college or trade school or whatever looking for those little boys who didn't have fathers and creating programs for them or the girls who didn't have fathers or mothers whatever the situation was approach people and say hey you know uh there's this great culinary school at uh class at the high school you're a chef could you go over there and just connect with a kid i mean there's just so many ways and i had a dear friend um email me this morning and she said i love what you're doing but i can't do it i don't have anything to offer and i'm like yeah you do you're a fabulous italian cook you want to come just talk to him about uh herbs or what you do to cook a meal you know everybody's got something that they can teach somebody uh, it's just a wonderful mentoring is just the go word. You know, it's helping people, talking to people, connecting with people. So, so how would you go about seeking a mentor out? What would you say to them or not say to them? Or am I overcomplicating it and you just need to get out there and say, hey, I'm really I'm pursuing this. I understand you've got some mm-hmm. experience or knowledge mm-hmm. in this area. You know, would you be willing to help me out kind of thing? I need to get in front of a lot of people. For instance, um, going to civic groups, church groups, Sunday school, anybody where you need just a little speaker, an idea. Maybe your group is looking, a business is looking for something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And whether it's my mentoring program or another one, I sit on the Georgia Provider Council, uh, the Georgia Mentor Provider Council for National Mentor. And there are millions of programs out there. Maybe you, you have clients who are focused in another part of town, another part of Georgia, I can connect you with someone where you can do whatever it is, like, you know, work with the kids at the broad, some broadcasting school, hint, hint. You know, uh, <laughs> there's always a place for someone. Absolutely. Well, I got to say, as, as you're describing this, I, if, some, if someone were to come to me and say, I really want to learn more about digital radio, podcasting, marketing, mm-hmm. anything I feel like I have a little bit of knowledge and experience in, if they came to me and asked me, particularly a young person, but anybody, I would bend over backwards to help them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I bet I haven't been asked that twice in thirty years of being in business and sixteen of doing this for. So it's it's a people don't come and ask. Well, that's exactly right. But guess what? I know exactly where you can be of help. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're in trouble now. Uh-oh, rut row. <laughs> 
But Path to Shine, let me talk about them just for a second. Sure. Uh, their focus is fifth grade and under. Why okay. is that? Um, the main reason for that is reading skills. And I'm looking at this wonderful article from Georgia Trend, uh, December 2019, where they talk about why reading matters. For instance, this is why we focus on reading. Only 42% of Georgia public school children read proficiently by the end of the third grade. Why is that so important? Well, when you get to the third grade, you start getting, everything starts getting harder. They can't do their math if they can't read. I mean, picture, how are you going to learn to read, uh, do a word problem or a geometry problem if you can't read the instructions? So reading is key to everything. So at Path to Shine, we give the the mentors, we only meet one afternoon a week. So a lot of people are scared that, you know, it's going to take up a lot of time. It's two hours, one afternoon a week. So maybe a business might have to give somebody an extra lunch time uh, to go do this, you know, an extra hour or whatever. But, hey, we're all flexible now. Anybody can do this. But we focus on reading. In fact, um, we give them books throughout the year. We give them three books in the springtime, so they'll have something to do over spring break. We give them three books at Christmas. Our founder, um, Leslie Ann Drake, who founded this through the Episcopal Church 11 years ago, and she was adamant that these kids needed to have books in their hands, and she's absolutely right. Uh, If you don't have a book, you know, big deal. How are you going to learn to read? And so your parents might not be able to take you to the library, but if somebody can put a book in your hand and then sit there with you and go through it, the little light's going to come on. So the kids that we're talking about, are they disadvantaged in some way necessarily, or is, is, it, is it just you're going to certain schools or school systems where – where are these kids that you're working with? Well, um, I've been with Path to Shine exactly for two months, and they hired me to increase the 16 programs across Georgia, multiply ah. it, multiply it, multiply it. Okay. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for churches, organizations, schools, anybody who could house an afternoon program and and a place, because we've already, we, we're in a housing authority in um, Perry, Georgia, that is down right now i'm looking for mentors mm-hmm. we're in macon at churches we're in um primarily episcopal churches because that's where it started but we're in kingswood united methodist in dunwoody we are in a baptist church don't ask me which program i just told you i'm still new <laughs> but um we we are in schools we literally can meet anywhere that someone can provide a place and you ask me are these disadvantaged children the whole time i've been in the mentoring world my mantra has always been Every person in the universe needs a mentor, especially every child. And so whether they can't read, they're grieving, maybe they are straight-A students, but they don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. Everybody needs a mentor. So the disadvantaged children um, and the bad kids are usually the ones that get (laughs) mentors first because we simply don't have enough mentors to go around. My goal is to make sure that any child who wants to be a part of the program Maybe they're a straight-A student and they want to go to the next level. Let's, let's connect them with someone. have to, you know, uh, some of the words that come to mind I can't use anymore that I used to use because they mean <laughs> something else. But, um, you know, literally every person needs a mentor. Every child in school, 
and a lot of the programs that I set up in Hall County, I have to talk about that because I was there for six years through a wonderful little nonprofit called Centerpoint, not plugging for them because that is they are strictly Hall County. Um, I put a lot of programs in schools simply through our training. And we wanted to make sure that they understood that whether they're working with a kindergartner learning their ABCs or whether they're working with a senior in college, they need to follow the school rules. They need to understand that their number one thing, priority, is to listen to kids. Listen, listen, listen. And they will tell you what they need. <laughs> they're going to let you know, um, you know, I really want to be a... I had a little boy. Can I tell a story? Please. All right. I had a little boy when I first went out there, and typically, you know, you put same sex together, of course. And after, uh, in middle school from on up, it's only same sex. But because this one school had no mentors, none, I went and they connected me with a little eight-year-old boy. And I love telling this story because it's very, very powerful. He was about as big around as three kids his age. He was huge. And his goal was to be a national, he wanted to be a, a, a basketball star. Well, I didn't tell him, uh, honey, you're half the size of all the other kids in Europe. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to, to inspire him. So his real problem, the reason he was referred to me, is because he was in the office every single day for fighting. Mm. So we got down to it, and I said, um, you know, well, we talked a lot about goals. Like, what is the main thing that you have to do to be a professional basketball player, a good basketball player? And he said, you have to play. And I said, well, how? And I know it's football season. You play football. But how are you ever going to be a star if you don't get to play? So a team of people, the, the vice principal, the principal, the vice principal was a man the same color as this little boy, and sometimes that's very important. He said, I'm going to go see him every day and shake his hand in the cafeteria and say, I haven't seen you in the principal's office today. Good job. The principal, was an old white lady like me, said, I'm going to meet him when he gets off the bus every day. And I'm going to say, I don't want to see you in your office today. I love you, but don't want to see you. And they changed his teacher because his teacher just didn't like him. He was a troublemaker. So they gave him a teacher who realized that this kid needed serious help so we all worked with him and by the end of the year he had not he went a whole month without hitting anybody which is (laughs) wonderful if you think he was in there every day and so the next year what i did was i went to and sometimes i've done some unconventional things like go to the fire fireman and they're great because they'll just go and sit with the kids they can't commit to one kid or to be there every day but they'll come in and sit and have lunch with them well these two firemen committed to this kid and they had to bring the fire truck to school to see him in case they got called out well you can imagine oh. how <laughs> you know an eight-year-old boy wow he was the envy of the school so that did a lot for him and at the end of the year they let him bring a f- the friends out that he wanted to and shoot the fire hose. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so um, I heard the next year he did get in trouble for threatening to kill a kid. But he was kidding, and he was sitting on his hands. He did not hit anybody. The next year he hit no one. Now, that was years ago. I'm sure he's in high school by now. But that's just an example of what you can do to inspire a kid. You think it's not a big deal, but it is. So backing up a little bit, and you touched on on parts of it, but tell us a little bit about your backstory. How did you get to get to this point? 
Oh, wow. Well, I I moved. We I'm from Atlanta. I'm a native, but we moved to Florida for 12 years. And when I came back, we moved to Gainesville. Didn't know a soul. We wanted, We thought, okay, we lived on the beach in Florida. We're going to have to be near the water. So we moved to Gainesville, which I loved. I didn't have a job. And I started volunteering at Centerpoint. And the director said, okay, um, you're going to the chambers and you go to the network groups. I want you to help me hire a director of mentoring. And I said, excuse me, I think that's me. <laughs> And so they allowed me to do that for six years. It was a wonderful opportunity. And during that time, um, the National Mentor Network tried to bring on Georgia. It took about five years to – each state has a mentor network. And so I had the privilege of going there and working on that, which happened last year despite COVID. What's important about that is that mentor programs across the state can go to um, the – Office of Juvenile Justice website, as well as the mentoring.org website, and apply for free assistance with their mentor program. Nice. So that was one of the things that attracted me to Path to Shine was it's so well set up, but there's so much that can be done. I mean, they've been around for 11 years, but that is such a good model that I'd like to replicate that through the state. So I also provide technical assistance through the mentoring.org. So I am very, very, very busy, but I love it. And once you've done it, you realize I've set up mentor programs for veteran groups. I've set up mentoring programs for the veterans' families, but also for the children. I've set up very unique mentoring programs, and it's just a privilege to be doing this one. Uh, because it is so established, it's just uh, easier for people to do one day a week and already has um, very a lot of support. But we certainly need mentors. We need ideas. We have a – can I go ahead and do my shameless plug for our Absolutely. social media? That's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> okay, well, this month, the reason I wanted to come on today is we have a social media campaign. It's our only one of the year. It's called Share the Love. And the idea is that if you, you, you know, like me, we all work for, that work for nonprofits can't spend a lot of money, but can you give a dollar a day for a month? So depending on the year, and this lucky the people who it's uh, 28 days a year, we ask for a $28 donation to share the love. And with that money, there's uh, if you go to the website, pathtoshine.org, or we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, there's a button where it says, would you like to give a book, 24 books or whatever it is. I don't huh. even, I, I should know what that number is, but you can give books to a certain number of kids for a year. And I was so surprised my sweetie pie, he saw it and he goes, I'm not giving $28. I'm giving the book button. So I was really proud of him and um, it's exciting. So if you, if you could go to check us out and like us, I'd really appreciate it because again, my mission is to replicate this program all across Georgia. Well, you're a couple of months into this particular role. Mm-hmm. What are you enjoying the most? What's what, what's the most rewarding so far? This, getting to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, going in front of people and talking about mentoring. A lot of people don't know where the, the name mentor came from. Yeah. And that is from uh, Homer's Odyssey. Okay. And so when the king was called away, and, you know, back then... You didn't know if you were going to be gone for a day or 10 years or never come back. 
So the king was afraid to leave his son, Telemachus, because he knew he's a little boy and he might never see him again, or it might be 10, 15 years before whatever war they were fighting was over. So he went to his best friend, Mentor, and said, uh. I want you to take care of my son. <laughs> and that's where the term comes from. And Brian so, is nodding his head like he knows this story. He does, because... I really honestly, yeah. Well, see? Yeah. And so that's where this bantered around uh, word comes from, but huh. it really goes back to someone who entrusted their child to someone else. And so we take it very seriously. Our mentors go through background checks and all kinds of training. The National Mentor Organization has some tremendous training for people, what to do, what not to do. You know that. You're in the public field, and there's just things you can and cannot do, especially with children. So there's lots of information out there, and I have a ball going out and telling people how they might get involved because people don't know. They don't know. Like um, you, Stone, I kind of picture you being involved with – a trade organization, a local, maybe Lanier Tech, or for instance, I'm going up to Reinhardt University on Friday afternoon to meet with the Dean of Students to talk about how not only might they get involved in mentoring, but how we could set up a mentoring program there. So see, you know, you think, oh, I don't have time to do that. Well, you do have time to do that. You might go and speak just one time. And then maybe that one kid reaches out to you and says, I really, could I just talk to you? That's right. mentoring. So there's there's always ways. And you really will have to tell me when we start getting out of time because I could talk about this <laughs> absolutely all day long. I have so many stories to tell of success stories, uh, just wonderful stories about not just this program but what other programs have done. Well, one of the things that uh, I guess relieves the anxiety for me and you've, you've mentioned it briefly, is you have training. It's mm-hmm. not like you're, okay, Stone, get out there and be your best. Be a good mentor um, because surely there are some distinct disciplines and methodologies and mechanics to being a good mentor. And it sounds like you guys do take that very seriously. And so Absolutely. there's a program. And the main thing is, listen, if you – can sit with a kid long enough. I I worked with a little boy that was four. I thought he was like way too young. And he, he didn't say a word and wouldn't get anywhere near me for the first several months. And then all of a sudden, and I found out later why, he was trying to sit in my lap was a tremendous no-no. You can't allow them to do that. But he was talking all about his dad buying him some bacon ice cream. And the key was is that his dad, he finally got to see his dad. And it just broke through. It wasn't me. It wasn't anything. He just missed his dad. And so that's part of the training, too, is you're not there to fix them. You're there to support them. Nobody thinks you need to be, uh, you know, if a child has schizophrenia, you're not going to cure that. But we know statistically that by being in front of that kid, you're going to help them. You are going to change their life. And if you think that you don't go back to when I said close your eyes and think of that person try to go back to when you're a kid for me it's been a longer time than some but go back to that time and think about that person that you remember you think that kid's not going to remember you absolutely Mm -hmm. they're going to remember you forever good or bad 
All right, before we wrap, let's make sure that our listeners know about any upcoming events, opportunities, points of contact. Uh, so let's make sure that we make it real easy for them to reach out and have a conversation with you or somebody on your team or or get to this, you know, maybe one of these websites you were describing. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure we leave them with that. Okay, so it is just me, Marie Davis, Executive Director. The website is pathtoshine.org. We are on all social media platforms. You can meet, reach me at marie at pathtoshine.org. Um, my phone number's right on there. I'm not afraid to take your call. I'd love to talk to you. If you need someone to speak, uh, if you want to talk to me personally, if you've got a mentor program, you need some help, give me a call. But please, if you can, during February, like our page and share the love. You got it. Thank you so much for coming in today. I am glad we were able to get this I had a ball. Together. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Hey, how about hanging out with us while we visit with our next guest? I can't wait to hear about it. All right. Next up on Cherokee Business Radio, please join me in welcoming back to the Business Radio X microphone, Managing Director with Woodstock Arts, Mr. Brian Gamble. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Stone. How are you doing? I am doing well, man. It's been too long. I think maybe we spoke in the summer. I don't remember exactly, but I think maybe you guys were in a little bit of a uh, kind of making that transition from branding and programming and staffing. Get us caught up, man. Yeah, uh, a lot has happened for us uh, over 2020 and 2021. Um, the biggest change is at the beginning of 2021, when we were entering uh, that year, we had four staff members. There's currently training happening at the theater that I'm, I'm here for uh, in just a little bit for three more to bring your total up to 19. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So th- there's some numbers missing in there, uh, including um, my promotion as well. Over that time, I was production manager at the beginning of 2020. So if it was on a stage, it was my fault. Now I joke that it's just all my fault. <laughs> all of it's fault. <laughs> all of it's my fault. Um, but we've been able to grow exponentially. Um, we have a full theater staff with an artistic director. Uh, you actually know him. Zach Stoltz got a promotion. He was our coffee shop and wine bar manager. Oh, what a waste. What a great barista this guy. <laughs> no, you did not. No, so that's fantastic He's handed Zach. over that's the terrific. entire book of Reeves, what they call their, their manual, okay. to um, Riley, who is going to be our new coffee shop manager. Oh, over okay. there um but in that time we've added camille who's our volunteer event coordinator nicole who's running the reeves house as the visual arts director harmony who's doing the education over there uh kyle who's doing the education over at the theater kaylee who's doing the production management for the theater i'm forgetting people i know Lindsay lutes who's our office manager and we're just now adding a development uh person wow. uh, with beth as well as um obviously riley and then libby who's going to be our new marketing manager so Huge, huge staff growth, and our name changed uh, over 2020 as well. We are officially Woodstock Arts, now no longer Elm Street Cultural Arts Village, because that one is a little bit of a mouthful. (laughs) What an exciting time. So activities coming up, uh, events, promotions, and I know it's a long list, so we probably won't hit them all. I'm going to pull out the phone real quick just to make sure I'm I'm covering everything. Um, (laughs) The the first and most immediate thing is a chorus line, the high school edition we have. It actually started this past weekend. The kids are doing a phenomenal job with it um it's it's so much fun it does have some content changes obviously if you're familiar with the show um we decide in dance 10 looks three it's this and that as opposed to what the lyrics actually are which Mm -hmm. if you know those lyrics more power to you (laughs) uh don't look them up right now um but uh but it's a phenomenal show it runs this weekend uh 
uh, and it's more than appropriate to bring your kids to. It's a great oh, experience to see these uh, dancers who have been on the line their entire lives trying to get these shows and that they have lives too. You know, that person in the ensemble, when you go to the Fox that yeah. wears 18 different costumes, they there's a whole story behind them and how they got there. So a beautiful show. And then the next, and honestly, the, the next biggest thing that I want to talk about is we have a volunteer recruitment event okay. um, that is on Sunday, the 27th. That's located on the backyard of the Reeves house. That address is 734 Reeves Street. I'm going to do all my plugs as I can. Yeah. Um, from about noon till 3 p.m., we'll have um, volunteer opportunities all across the board. So whether you're interested in volunteering at the Reeves House for install, deinstall, events, those type of things, um, through our educational programming, being a backstage parent during a chorus line, we actually are head of the backstage parents right now. It doesn't have a child in the show. So she's just uh, been really passionate uh, <laughs> right. about getting that process going. And right. Stephanie's done a great job there. But we also have volunteerism opportunities for sound, for lighting, ah. for scenic building. If you just want to come in and bang some wood, like we <laughs> we have those. Uh, and it's a place for you to learn about and also meet the other volunteers we have in charge of these things. So it's not just a staff driven organization it, we, we weren't for a long time and we still aren't we're volunteer driven because we're all about engaging communities so creating that space for people of all walks of life to come together and find commonality and common ground so facility for the theatrical productions yes uh, where is that that is located at 8534 main street it's the old woodstock first baptist church behind okay. rootstock so oh right okay I know yeah, that yeah the are. giant parking lot that you all park in to walk yes, about four yes. or five blocks to <laughs> century house or wherever you're going that night yeah right very nice so uh my wife holly and i yeah. have really come to to just love everything about this community but particularly the work that you guys are doing. Uh, Holly, in my opinion, is a fabulous artist. She's definitely an artist. I think she's the greatest. <laughs> Everyone thinks her own white as snow, right? Uh, but she hung a little piece in the, you guys not too long ago did like the local art thing with it, and she hung, and it was, it was such a delight for Holly to be, to be allowed to hang something. You know, like that was a huge, big deal. And then somebody bought the thing, which I mean, oh, so, that's it so did, exciting. It did so much for her confidence. Right. And so we have gotten to know Nicole a little bit. And uh, I mean, but it's true about everyone we've ever come into contact with on your team. For, I have more contact with Zach because I like I like to walk by and, and have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Zach would, would do these these syrups made out of beer and they have these waffles and. Uh, so anyway, wow. we, you know, Holly and I just love everything about it. Yeah. A couple things off of that. We actually make all of the simple syrups in house, except for three of them. And it's the hazelnut ones. Cause you can't get uh, hazelnuts are just really hard to come by or to right? make into a syrup and the creme de menthe. Everything else is our staff boiling wow. sugar and water and throwing in whatever ingredients. So there's a fun hibiscus, uh, pepper, and there's one ingredient I'm forgetting and Zach is going to kill me for that but, <laughs> uh, syrup. That's great. in a lemonade. So they're, you know, they're always cranking out those creative specials, but going back to Holly being involved in that show, that's actually a show that we talked to Nicole about. And I feel comfortable saying this, we're going to have small town, small works on an annual basis. Because oh baby. We, that's great. You know, the, the gallery, we are always going to bring in national artists, um, because we want uh, it to feel like an art gallery where you can see art from all across the globe. Right. And it's yeah. really cool when your art's in there. Right. Yeah. You know, so, um, and small town, small works is a very great way for not only our community to support the art because it's, a, you know, it's a smaller piece so that 
it's an affordable price for right. a general person who's coming in who doesn't really know anything about art. And that's part of the reason the coffee shop exists. If you trip and fall while you're getting a beer and realize you <laughs> like art, we did our job. Um, so you can go in there, you can see the artwork. And then around that time of year, it's the holiday season too. So yeah. if I can spend $80 supporting a local artist or go to Home Goods and spend $40 on a print that 80,000 other people have, right. I want to support that local artist. Yes. So, um, yeah, Nicole's been doing some great work over there as well as that coffee shop staff, making sure that it's a fun, unique experience. And uh, and like I said, our, our whole thing is about uh, engagement. So uh, we don't necessarily want, not that we don't want people who already know about art, but like a win for us is someone who mm-hmm. has never, ever walked into an art gallery. And yeah. if they get a coffee shop or if they get a coffee two or three times and go, oh, that's really cool. What's the next exhibit like that? immediately for us as the next step up the ladder like okay now they're invested they're engaged they're getting involved so yeah congratulations yeah thank you it's been a crazy couple of years (laughs) so uh, i'll give you a real life example of how this can unfold for for someone holly of course is artsy and again i think she's fantastic but i really thought i would um live out my reeves house woodstock arts uh experience through holly that's really not the case anymore. I really do enjoy going and seeing the new art, everything from the local to you did the quilt hanging thing to the um, and, and I, you know, I know you've got big exhibits coming in and back to this volunteer idea. I can't, I cannot draw a stick figure. I can't sing. <laughs> I can't play any music. I can appreciate the heck out yes. of all of it. And I don't know if it's I'm the guy that goes and gets ice before the big event, but I bet you there's a place for me in this volunteer continuum. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a place for everyone. And the other thing I will say is uh, going back to the mentor-mentee thing, if you're interested at all, there is someone either on staff or a volunteer who can be like, oh, I had no idea. One of our... One of our core volunteers is very like about lighting. She's a lighting designer now. Yeah. She had never touched a light board prior to being involved with the organization. She's like, that's cool. You know, and we've done the same thing recently with uh, another uh, person who um, his husband was on staff and uh, he just had always been an actor, but he just wasn't a fan of the show that he's like, I don't want, I don't want to be in the show, but I really want to like see what you guys do in the booth. Yeah. And it was so cool to see him light up and, pun intended, I guess. Um, it wasn't, but now it is. Uh, but to see him light up and, and get, just get so excited about being creative on the other side of the of the, st- of the audience, I guess. So you get to be back in that booth and say, okay, how can I make this picture work, right? Um, and same thing with uh, our scenic team. There, there, there have been people who have come in and you know, oh, my wife dragged me to see a show. Okay, this is pretty, you have a nice shop. Oh, <laughs> right. I, I, I like that drill. I'm, I want to put a set together. Let's do this. And then you just, you know, end up creating a fun new homing community that way. Um, and we're a big believer in, I, I want to see you no matter where the venue is, right? Like if, if, if your gateway into it is, I want to just work the bar at lantern series and <laughs> sling some beers while I listen to some <laughs> right? music. Hey, me too. Like that's, that's a fun experience. But then you're like, well, you know, I really am interested in this next exhibit at the Reeves house. Maybe I can, you know, go and help them install for one day. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I can't draw stick figures either. Our executive <laughs> director can't even, you know, write well on a, a, a whiteboard without being slow. And, uh, sorry, Christopher. Um, but, uh, you know, handwriting isn't even great among staff, but if you, if you, uh, if you know how to hang a picture at home, you know, it's a little more complicated than that. Nicole will let you know there's, you got to make sure the measurement's right from the floor. You got to get your perfect center. You can't let it be off kilter, but 
if you have those basic skills, we can train you how to, you know, advance right. those to art gallery level hanging. And if you don't, you can go get ice. Exactly. Right? You can go get ice beforehand, too. I can't wait to see the show. Yeah, we. Uh, that is one more thing we do have coming up. Uh, and let me make sure I get that date right uh, for the new media exhibit. It actually opens the next exhibit opens Thursday, February 17th at the Reeves house. Oh, wow. That's coming up. Yes, it is. It's coming up very shortly. So we will, um, obviously the coffee shop stays open during that install deinstall period, but a lot of it will be shut down just from the fact we're changing, moving walls around because all the walls in the space move. And, um, it's, it's an exhibit exploring, um, digital, uh, the digital mediums you can use to create art. So one of the pieces is this very intricate, uh, feather, piece that moves i saw a video yeah. that nicole showed us a yeah. video nicole uh presented at one million cups and uh and there was a really cool video on it so we're we're super excited to have some really what a great fun. valentine's day present yeah it's there it. you go yeah and it's completely free everything almost all of our events at the reeves house are free unless it's an, a workshop where we need to cover the cost of materials so, um, or paint on the patio, that one, that one does end up costing you with your wine and your, <laughs> and your paint supplies. But, um, no, it's, it, there's so much fun, you know, we're going to be bringing jazz nights back soon once it gets warm and, yeah. fun. um, art on the spots, always a great time. And those are reoccurring events that you can see monthly. Uh, so you can always check out our website, which is woodstockarts.org, or you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of those lovely things, Woodstock GA or Woodstock Arts GA, I believe I'm going to check that one too yeah no worries yeah woodstock ga arts see i know i got it wrong <laughs> woodstock ga arts uh, is our handle for any and all of those and the reeves house itself has its own personal instagram just because of the amount of output we have going on there so you can learn about the waffles you can learn about uh what sandwiches or bagels or full, cool fun drinks for valentine's day which we have those specials out throughout you the sold month of February. me <laughs> yeah and it's right on the trail too so and that's one of the marvelous things about it is you just we can walk right by. And in my case, I like a nice IPA after a little <laughs> walk. But there's something there for everyone. And, and you touched on it real quickly. Uh, you guys are so good about collaborating with the business community. So the One Million Cups thing that the Kaufman Foundation puts on and Fresh Start Cherokee is involved in. And the, the One Million Cups thing was held at the, at the Reeves House. And I will share with you guys, because Holly and I now have gotten to go know Nicole a little bit, I never realized there is costs associated with putting on these shows, like bringing in this art. Never occurred to me, and it might not to other lay people, to start shipping. Yeah. Shipping. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. We, uh, when we started, Christopher and I, both uh, theater backgrounds. So the transition to concerts wasn't that crazy. There are definitely weird different expenses, like the cost of – a music act coming in, you got to pay for hotel, you got to pay for their food, you got to pay right. for the green room. You kind of know all those things, the amount that you don't really know. We've gotten in the hang of that. We started budgeting for the year of the Reeves house being built without, you know, Nicole being on staff. So there's, yeah, no, that should, that should be fine. First show happens, <laughs> the shipping happens and we're like, what, <laughs> what are these shipping costs? Well, you got to think it's people whose heart and art are on their sleeve. Yeah. Shipping that across the country, hopefully making sure it's safe. Um, so, yeah, shipping costs are something we did not anticipate. But you know what? There, that's why we have a coffee shop to help float those costs. So come buy a beer, come buy a coffee, and we can make sure that we can keep having art over there. So there's volunteer opportunities. For sure. Uh, and before we wrap, we'll make sure people know where to go to, to get tapped into all of this. There's opportunities to to support just writing a check or getting a subscription at this or yeah. or, or that. 
which I which I think and what and then on the on the business side of things, uh, we someone like a company or like a business radio X, we could sponsor something. Right? Yeah, for sure. And um, you'll create it probably if you don't have it. Right? Yeah, there's a ton of different uh, business sponsorships that we have across the board. So um, right now, the biggest things we've been pushing are sponsoring a, a series. So we have presenting sponsors for the full year. Uh, Black Airplanes, one of our sponsors. So I'm going to go ahead and give them a shout out for. Well, you should though. Yeah. I mean, what a fantastic group of folks they, they are. are. And of course, you know, Michael is is our mayor as well. Just super guy. Go ahead. Um, but uh, Michael and David uh, really believed in what we were doing with Lantern Series. So they're a presenting mm-hmm. sponsor of that now. And also their staff comes over and gets coffee, I think, daily. There are some of our most right. regular regulars there are. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so they're sponsoring that. We have gold level and uh, uh, silver level for Lantern Series as well. Same thing for theater. We have a couple of gold sponsors over there ah, as well. Okay. Um, but then for the Reeves House, it's broken up a little bit differently where you can uh, sponsor an exhibit, which would be more of that gold level. So you... Uh, your name is on everything that happens during out that run of the exhibit. Oh, sweet. And then you can also sponsor events. So at jazz, you can sponsor jazz night for the year. So ah. every time we have jazz night, we mm-hmm. say your business's name. You guys are more than welcome to have like a reserve s- section in there. Um, but if you're interested in any of that, obviously like go ahead and reach out to us on the website. And uh, now that we have someone in charge of development, which is right. kind of that sponsorship donor, all that unearned income in that nonprofit sector, um, I'm sure Beth will be in touch with you over the next couple of weeks or so now that I can hand that off to somebody (laughs) that can solely focus on our sponsors and our donors. And, you know, uh, we are a very weird organization. Normal nonprofits are 80% unearned, which is, like I said, that sponsorship donors Mm -hmm. um, uh, grant income and 20% earned. We're the reverse of that. Really? Um, now, over 2020, obviously, there's been a lot of government assistance grants, so that number might have changed. But we, right. we, we've earned our keep a lot with our uh, I'll income. Say. So we're yeah. we're hoping to up that up that percentage a little bit, just but keep keep earning what we're earning. But we're just super excited that this community has really bought into what we're doing, um, both from a volunteerism standpoint, from a community engagement standpoint, and. I mean, transparently from a fiscal standpoint to say, no, these shows are good. I'm going to buy these tickets in my hometown and not drive into Atlanta um, and battle the crowds trying to get into the Fox, which I I am a season subscriber to the Fox. So Mm -hmm. we love them down there. But it's also nice to see people valuing the arts in their own community. Yeah. So um, I'm sure Holly will be writing checks <laughs> and Business Radio X will surely be writing checks. Uh, but one of the ways that we'd like to contribute, and I want to ask you before we wrap, yeah. you know, just to make sure that, that everybody else knows ways to contribute. And we've talked about this. Uh, having you come in, you know, periodically, maybe like as a regular rhythm every month, maybe we don't, don't do quite an in-depth interview, but maybe sure. just get everybody caught up on what's going on, you know, in the next couple of months. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. So another place that people can kind of get the scoop is if they'll tap into Cherokee Business Radio and then and it, it, we might even like sort of break off a little series or whatever. We'll figure that out. Yeah. But what what uh, you've been kind enough to offer for you or someone on the staff to come by and just you know do a little ditty, get us get us caught up every month. What's going on? I'm really excited about that. Yeah, no, we are too. I think it's just one of those things. One of our core values for this upcoming year, um, we we set you know three goals. Mm-hmm. One of them is reengaging with our community. I I don't know yeah. a business that didn't over 2020 go. Oh no, our house is on fire. 
let's put out the fire and just, oh, but I like it. It's warm in here. Let's stay. Right. Yeah. Um, I've, I've definitely seen over 2021 and now a lot over 2022. I mean, going to Woodstock Business Club, going to YPOW, going to One yeah. Million Cups, trying to get our, our roots back out into the community just as a reminder that we are here for y'all and what we do is for you. Um, our, like I said, our mission is engaged community. So we want to make sure that we are creating an engaged community and we can't do that without being out there ourselves. So we're super excited to, uh, to continue doing that. Well, good. All right. So then we'll definitely make a, make a point of having that uh, kind of recurring series, yeah, getting, sure. getting caught up. All right, before we wrap, let's make sure that we at least give everybody sort of the, the, the near term stuff again. And you don't have to go all the way back down your phone, but just some of those that are hitting the top of your mind. Yeah, no, of course. Um, chorus lines this weekend at the theater that's okay. with the teens in it. It's our last spotlight programming of the season. Um, we have the new media exhibit opening up. I believe I said that was February 17th. It is on a Thursday. That sounds correct. Uh, <laughs> I'm not pulling out the phone. Um, but no, no then, worries. uh, February 27th is a Sunday, I believe, and that is when we're having our volunteer yeah. recruitment event. Uh, it's going to be out uh, under this big old tent in the backyard of the Reeves house. Come out and uh, put some faces to names and just kind of see all the people that are behind everything we do. Well, keep up the good work, man. Thank you for everything that you do personally, everything that the entire organization is doing. To me, it is one of the reasons, and there are many, but it is one of the reasons that this is just a fantastic community it is. to live, work, and play, isn't it, Marie? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> this has been marvelous. Thanks so much for coming in, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stone. All right, this is Stone Payton for our guest today and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio. Yeah.